Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in, everybody. It's Sports Daily on a Friday. Albrock, Caster, Chambers here with you, ready to roll. We've got some football picks to make. Paul Savage will be in in the second hour to do that. Voice of K-State, Wyatt Thompson, will be in in the next segment. We'll get his assessment of the first portion of the football season on the Jerome Tang extension. All things K-State as they enter this bye week and observe the rest of the Big 12 this weekend. Uh, we'll preview a little bit of the football this weekend. Certainly the Chiefs, KU, and their games coming up. We'll talk a little high school football in the second hour. Glad to do all of it for you here on Sports Daily. Again, I'm Jacob Albrock alongside Tommy Caster. Jad Chambers has that IHOP hotline for us, that IHOP hotline uh, brought to you by IHOP. And how about the new Nashville hot chicken and waffles? Golden brown Belgian waffle topped with four crispy chicken strips tossed in spicy Nashville Hot sauce, Tommy. That uh, I think that's probably right up our alley. Sounds pretty tasty. Uh, but we appreciate IHOP for bringing us the hotline and bringing you some giveaways today. We'll give away Dropkick Murphy tickets. We'll give away uh, some HTO. We will give away some Wichita Thunder hockey tickets. And uh, lots of opportunities for you to interact with the show. Again, on that IHOP hotline, 869-1240. You can also interact with us on our video streams, which you'll find on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch, Tommy, happy Friday. How are you? Hey, can I just say as we start the show off today, USA, USA. Got the Ryder Cup going on today. Day number one of the Ryder Cup. I've got it on in the background. USA not doing so great to start off the Ryder Cup right now against Team Europe, but I'm going to be locked into this all weekend. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm all for Team USA, but when was the last time Team USA did do good in the Ryder Cup? Well, they don't. They typically do well when it's played in the U.S. It's in Rome. Like when they're in Europe, they don't do very well at all. Do, like have overseas. we won it recently? No, it's been a long time yeah. since they. Yeah, okay, so when I say Europe do well, won. that means win, right? I don't care that yeah. they try hard. I, I think I don't know the last. I mean, it's been maybe like thirty years. The last time that the U.S. won in Europe. When was the last think, time they won in general? Well, the, mean, la the last Ryder Cup they won when it okay. was. 
in the U.S. They do Attaway pretty well USA. on their home turf. They don't do right. particularly well when they go to Europe. Until this year. They're going to get it done. I, I don't know. I, look, I, I love the idea of the Ryder Cup. I love the event. I love that it happens. I love everything about it. And there's a 0% chance that I watch it over any football this weekend. So but you I won't will. have to. You really won't have to because keep in mind, it's in Europe. And so it started at like 1 a.m. this morning. So it like on it's right on now? now. Yeah, it's going to be on until like 11 o'clock this morning. Then it'll be done. Um, okay. So that really the only game that you might have to choose between like the Ryder Cup and the NFL will be that London game on Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Um, I'll be watching like tomorrow. I'll be watching the Ryder Cup leading up to college football and then I'll switch over to college football. Okay, so I'm just tuning in and I don't know what it means, but we're down for nothing and I don't appreciate that. That's not good. Yeah, let's let's go here, fellas. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's dig in, Tommy. We can start with Thursday night football. Um, You know, it it was more entertaining in the second half than the game probably deserved to be after the start. It got off to Uh, the Lions look good. And the Packers couldn't overcome their offensive line injuries. It was a real problem for Green Bay. Uh, We probably didn't give enough credit to that issue for Green Bay. Uh, They, I mean, it was Jordan Love was under fire, and you know, it was really the first, the first time he's had to deal with that. And look, that happens in the NFL. So part of his development is going to be like, hey, Jordan Love, like sometimes, like your game plan's got to be, you've got about two seconds to get rid of the ball. And you know, Detroit took advantage. Detroit did everything they needed to do. And Tommy, like I, I can't like the my level. I think I had David Montgomery on five fantasy football benches last night. Um, I was all over Luke Musgrave, who got hurt to like hit props and put. I mean, it was like it was a betting catastrophe. It was a fantasy football catastrophe last night. I was so excited for this game, and it went up in flames in a hurry on me. And I was just like, oh man, it, it, it that that enrolled as Chapman blew another dang save. The fact that the Royals got Cole Reagans for that bum, like, get out of here. Last, that was not a good sports night for me last night. I tried to tell y'all about Thursday night football. I don't think that either one of these teams are great. Like, I, I really don't. I think that the Lions are better than the Packers are, clearly. But I don't think either one of these teams are phenomenal. And the Packers are clearly not there yet. Jordan Love is not there yet. I think he might be at some point, but he's not there yet. And then the Lions, yeah, of course, they win by two touchdowns, but they got out to a massive lead by halftime and then couldn't really hang on to it. It became a ball game a little bit right after the second half there. So, they you know, really, I think that points in the NFL, I think they did fine. I, under, I understand that. But what I'm saying is they were up by like, what, three or more touchdowns at halftime. And then at one point, like it got down to a, a point to where the Packers could have gotten back into the game. I'm just saying, like, I feel like this division it's kind of like the somebody has to win it division, right? I, like I think the Bears are garbage. The Vikings have missed every opportunity that they possibly can. The Packers aren't there yet. The Lions are the probably the best out of the bunch, but I just don't think that they're all that amazing. I, I've never bought into Detroit, and I still I, don't I, after last night. I think you're probably putting words into the, the public's mouths. I don't think anybody ever said Green Bay was great, by the way. I think we said Green Bay was better than better yeah. than the general public thought they would be coming in, number one. But are they? Detroit, yeah, I think that they are. I mean, they were list, missing their left, the left side of their line last night, and it clearly played a role in that game. And in for Detroit, and look, by the way, we we said it was going to be a good game because you know we liked the the matchup and it was going to have divisional implications. 
I, there's not a person on the planet that said, oh, yeah, Detroit and Green Bay, they're up there with, you know, Philadelphia and San Francisco. Nobody's saying that. They're just – they look like they're the better I think people are the- saying that a little bit about the Lions. Maybe not about Green Bay. But that I think they're people up are there saying with that San Francisco and I th- Philadelphia. I mean, come on! Like, I think that the the general consensus, I would think, with all the hype that the Lions have gotten, is yeah, they're they're a legitimate contender in the conference, and I don't think they are. Oh no! I what's their win? Their win total was at like nine, maybe eight and a half. They and they're good. Look, they beat Kansas City on the road, Green Bay on the road handily. They beat you know they lost to Seattle in overtime, which is disappointing. And they handled Atlanta by two touchdowns. Like, I don't know. I think Detroit, Tommy, could be, you know, 16-1. and one, And you'd be like, I just don't know about Detroit. Like, you're not giving them any uh, chance. That's not true. They're, 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 I, and listen, I don't think they're in that class either. But what I'll say I was wrong about with Detroit is Detroit does look like the best team in this division right now. Like, well, it's not hard to do. That division is but not that's good. But that's all they were predicted to be. They were predicted to be the division winners, and that's it. And I didn't pick them, and you didn't pick them. And, but they are. They're right there, and they do look like they're at least that, right? They look like they're the best team in the NFC North, which is all they were, you know, which was all they were predicted to be through betting odds and all that. Nobody was saying they were going to the Super Bowl, but they do look like they're good enough to win this division. I, I think that the the interesting part about Detroit to me is – you know, and Jared Goff has an interception now in every game. That's not good. But it, can Jared Goff, you know, take care of the ball? Sam Laporta looks like he is the real deal, right? They're going to get Jamison Williams back. Remember what we all thought about Jamison Williams. If he's anywhere close to the level of prospect he was, that's a big ad for this team. David Montgomery looks like the perfect addition and the perfect complement to Jameer Gibbs. And then, man, Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal. So, like when I think about Detroit, and I think you know, like they they there wasn't the elements last night. It was like sixty five degrees and perfect football weather. But you know, if they if once we get later in the year, if they prove they can go win some cold weather games, I I will say that Hutchinson appears to be on the verge of becoming one of those game wrecker type players defensively. And if that happens, and they can run the ball like they've shown they can run the ball, like they do have some components of being a really pesky team and the kind of team that does things in the postseason that make you scratch your head a little bit, right? They can run the ball effectively. They've got a quarterback that can at least get the ball to his playmakers, and they have a defensive player on the defensive line that can change a game. Again, so does San Francisco and Philadelphia and Dallas and you know the teams that we do perceive at the top of the conference. But I will say Detroit's probably better than I thought they were going to be. Like they look pretty, and they were missing you know half their line last night too. By the way, you call it pesky, I call it annoying. I mean the way that Dan Campbell utilized the running backs last night, David Montgomery. I mean he averaged under four yards a carry, got in the end zone three times, carried the ball thirty-two times, and you have. Uh, an incredible rookie in Jameer Gibbs that you gave the ball eight times to. And I, I, I understand, like, you want to try to ease him in, I think maybe to the NFL a little bit. But, man, if Detroit wants to be the best version of themselves, give the ball to Jameer Gibbs more. I think he's, I mean, clearly a more effective runner than David Montgomery is. I think he is. So I, I think I mean, he hasn't shown the, us anything to say that. Yeah, Montgomery's You gave the ball good. to David Montgomery 32 times, and Jameer Gibbs touched it eight like, I think that there's a little bit of disparity there as far as the touches. Let me ask you this. Do you have Jameer Gibbs in fantasy football? I got him on one team, yeah. Yeah, that's why you're mad. 
Like that's why. Right. That's not a real football take. That's a fantasy sure football it is. take. Like I mean, no, come on. I, I know but fantasy. I do, fo- I do think though. I do think though that Jameer Gibbs is worth giving more than eight carries to in a game. They will. While you're giving it to 30, 32 Tommy, times. Tommy, that game Montgomery. script. That game script could not have been more David Montgomery game script. Like he had a huge lead. You don't need to. That's when David Montgomery does need to get thirty carries. Like if you're playing from behind or if it's a close game, there's that 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 discrepancy is not thirty-two to eight. But they had a huge lead the entire game. Of course, David Montgomery is going to get the ball. That's why he's there. That's what they did with Jamal Williams last year. Uh, it, it's I mean, it's very similar to Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, quite honestly. Except Gibbs is well, I don't want to say he's better than Swift. Swift's looked great this year too. All right, eight six nine twelve forty is the number to call. We can get back into that a little bit later. But we got Wyatt Thompson coming up next. Voice of the Wildcats. Lots of interesting things to talk about. With Wyatt, we'll do it next here on Sports Daily. We'll have some giveaways. We've got football picks, all kinds of fun coming on the program today. Keep it here. Sports Daily coming back at you. Your new radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. And we do welcome back in Wyatt Thompson here on the program. Glad to join the voice of the K-State Wildcats here again on a Friday. Wyatt, how's the uh, bye week treating you here? You know what? It's gone really, really well. Um, Terrific win last Saturday night. I think certainly helps. They've worked a lot this week on you know, younger player development and that kind of thing. And uh, it, it's been good. I, I think when we get to next Friday uh, for the ball game in, in Stillwater, I think it'll be a healthier football team too. So all good right at the moment. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about, let, well, let's look back first. If you had to grade those first games, you know, we're, we're sitting here three and one now. It's, it's a natural break in the season, a natural time to look back. If you had to go back, I mean, it's it's certainly not an A because of the loss, but how would you grade the Cats out of the gates here? Well, I think if, if you're just giving a grade to offense, defense, special teams, uh, I, I think I would probably say a B for both the offense and defense and probably about maybe a B- minus for the special teams. Um, does that sound fair to you? Yeah, I think so. I'd be there on that, on those two. I, I think I think you could make an argument, too, to be a little bit better in spots uh, offensively and defensively, but I, I give it that grade because we've heard Chris Kleiman say this week, we haven't played our best football yet. We haven't been totally healthy yet. They've been, as an example, really good both offensively and defensively on third down. They've been really good offensively and defensively uh, in the red zone but they've given up a lot of big plays, you know, in the past game. Uh, Offensively, I think the the other night against UCF, they really kind of started to run the football like they had probably hoped to from the get-go. So I think there's still some some things there. And even though the special teams has been okay, I I think it's certainly capable of so much better. Chris Tennant, the kicker, uh, Jack Bloomer, the punter, both of those guys, I know can be better than they've been to this point. So I, I think three and one is, is, is okay. Um, I think a lot of people probably thought at the beginning of the year, maybe could have been four and oh, and you're, you know, 
a couple of seconds and a 61-yard kick away from at least getting to overtime and maybe having a chance for that. But I, I'm like Coach Kleiman. I think their best football is still ahead of them. Wyatt, let's get into the UCF game last weekend. I mean, obviously the DJ Giddens game, right? Rushed for 207 yards, four touchdowns, was the leading receiver uh, with 88 yards. I wonder, you know, obviously Treshawn Ward was out and, and didn't play. How much of DJ Giddens' production do you think came from the fact that he was kind of the guy? He was the featured guy because there wasn't Treshawn Ward in the lineup. Great question, and I, th- I think the easy answer is is without Treshawn, they basically went to DJ and said, look, this, this game's on you, buddy. We need to run the ball. We need to keep their offense on the sideline. There's no Treshawn. We can give a couple, two or three or four carries to, to, to somebody like an Anthony Frias, which they did, but you got, you got to carry the mail, and, and I thought he really responded. I mean, the numbers, as, as you talked about, were off the charts. He was the first guy to say after the game that he got beat up a little bit and he was sore, but boy, he loved it. <laughs> I think he proved that he can be, you know, a, a guy that can handle that kind of load. But even more than that, I think the perception of him is kind of been just more of a power back uh, in a backup role to do spawn last year. But I think he's proven so far in four games this year that he's better than that. He's got a little bit of wiggle to him. It's not like Deuce Vaughn's wiggle. Let's let's cut to the chase on that one. Everybody knows that. But his abilities uh, in both the run and the pass game have really gotten better and better and better in his time at K-State. So I don't know that he'll have another 30-carry game, but the fact that he could do that I think makes those coaches feel awfully good. And I know Coach Anderson, the running backs coach, is thrilled to death with what he did. No doubt about that. Wyatt Thompson, voice of K-State Athletics here is joining us on the program here on Sports Daily. Why it's something that Coach Kleiman mentioned as a point of emphasis this week, and I think we would all sort of point there, is big plays given up on the defensive side of the ball. It's, you know, you always hear the term bend, don't break defense. It's like they don't bend but break. They're almost the opposite of that. And do you, you know, is that a correctable, you know, attribute of a defense, do you think, in, in all the defenses you've seen over the years? Is that something that can be cured here within a season? It is certainly correctable, and that's, I think, the best part. And that's why the B grade probably and, and the, the comments about the, you know, the bigger plays. I keep reminding myself that you go back to last year's championship team, and they had three pros in that secondary. None of those guys are around now. And as much as I really think of, of a guy like Jacob Parrish, a guy like Marquis Siegel, a guy like Will Lee, all of those guys in our program are first-time starters. And I think everybody thought that they would just pick up right where last year's group left off. And maybe that was a little too much to expect. With that said, I think everybody understands what kind of athletes those guys are. I think they are going to get better. But they need to get better pretty quickly because, you know, the, the reality of it is, is you said it perfectly. It's been a little bit backwards of what you would expect it to be, you know, the bend, not break thing. And But I do think they have it in them. I, I know Coach loves Marquis Stiegel, um, talked about him at length, about just what an instinctual player he is. You know, you go back to the Missouri game, and there were a lot of issues, honestly. Uh, I mean, there were bad angles, missed assignments, miscommunication, those types of things. 
I think the game with UCF, and some will agree with me on this and some may not, but I think that was more about let's give a little bit of credit, too, to the, the competition because the flea flicker, that, they, they fooled everybody there. That was a good play, and that's, that's what UCF is. So I think, it's, I, I think they made progress on some things, but, but just not enough yet. Hopefully that makes sense. White, I want to ask you about uh, an off-the-field uh, storyline this week with Chris Kleiman. You know, all of the um, the stories about what's happening at Michigan State, and he was asked earlier this week about his interest in that job, and I mean, he shut it down pretty quickly. You know, said he's not going anywhere. He loves Manhattan. You know, he's going to stay with the Wildcats. At what point do you think the questions stop with Coach Kleiman? Uh, as far as entertaining potentially other job offers? Or do you think that just with the way that, you know, he's such a great coach and with the way that, you know, that program at at Kansas State is set up, it just opens the door for questions always moving forward? I love the subject because I think there are several factors here that probably should be discussed. One, uh, I I think you have to start with the success he's had. People are going to notice much like they noticed Colin Klein in the offseason. And he, you know, he had opportunities to go other places. Kleiman turned 56 on Wednesday of this, this week. Um, and as long as he is taking K-State to bowl games, and who knows if, if there's another championship or two um, left in him here. Who, who knows that? But I, I don't think it's going to stop until either, A, he gets a little bit closer and or above 60, uh, because he is good, um, or, or they're just going to figure out at some point the guy loves K-State, he loves his job there, he loves the guy he's working for. All of those things are in Kansas State's favor. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot there, but as long as he continues to win at a pretty high level in one of the best conferences in the country, people are going to they're, – they're at least going to ask. The old saying is, I'm going to make him tell me no, right? I think that happens a lot in this business. And and it's fair. I, I'm with you. I think it's flattering, and it's been flattering, you know, as a quick break from football here, and we can go back to football, but it's the same sort of topic with Jerome Tang now getting an extension there. It's not, you know, some exceptional, I think, amount of money among his peers, but it's an extension, and it's a further commitment from the university. If they have success early on the basketball floor, he's going to be the top candidate for, like, every job. But... Oh yeah. How impactful do you think this extension is in assuring fans like this is where he wants to be and this is where he's going to be for a while? There's not a better job out there for him. Well, I, I love this too because what I would tell you is, is I think he has been blown away by a lot of things about K State that maybe he really wasn't aware of until he got got to town. Um, I think he knew the potential of K-State basketball just based on, you know, a couple of those really good years that, that Bruce Weber had. He, he even said that, you know, through the interview process and in his early days at K-State that when Bramlage is rocking, it's as hard a place as there is in the country to play. And, and I'm, I'm in full agreement with that. But I, I think he has learned, you know, through the short time that he's been here uh, about the guys that he works Four in uh, President Linton and Gene Taylor, the athletic director. And uh, those guys, I, I think, are front and center in giving him every opportunity to win at Kansas State in every way. Um, and, and you know what? That, 
back to Coach Kleiman, I think that is a factor, too, that gets underplayed because Gene Taylor has done a really good job of, of giving those guys what they need to compete. Now, they've got to go do their thing, too, and I think for the most part they have, but I think that resonates with both of those guys a ton. And, and on top of that, I will say that I think Coach Tang has been blown away by the donor base at K-State and just by the fans in general of how passionate they are, not, not just about K-State basketball, but just, just, you know everything about K-State athletics and, and Kansas State University in general. You know, you mentioned Gene Taylor, the athletic director, and you know, I think he's done a, a masterful job, not only in, in hiring uh, Chris Kleiman and, and Jerome Tang, but also in keeping those guys and keeping them happy mm-hmm. at K-State. You know, obviously the extensions and, and all of that. Uh, I mean, that's a difficult job to do, Wyatt, like to be able to you know, not only make two really good hires in football and basketball. And by the way, guys that maybe were a little bit under the radar as far as those hires are concerned, not big name splashy guys when he made the hires, they've had success and now he's being able to keep them. You know, so talk a little bit about that from your perspective, the job that Gene Taylor has done in not only hiring these guys, but then being able to keep them. Well, I could I could talk a long time on on the job that I think Gene Taylor has done at K State. You know, he came in and I think did a, a pretty quick assessment. Uh, I've been in college athletics a long time. I've, I've never seen anybody else do this. I'm not saying it's unprecedented, but I personally had not seen anybody do this. He went around in the first couple of months he was on the job and met with every athletic department employee face to face in their office or in his office just to kind of get a feel for everything around him. I I thought that was such a a great thing. And now here we are later, excuse me. And and you you look at what has happened in his tenure here. um, I I think what sticks out to me is, is he, he has hired good coaches, but it isn't just those two. Uh, but they get all the headlines, of course, because it's a ticketed sport and it's the, you know, the biggest thing we do with, you know, co- major college football and major college basketball is a big deal. That, that kind of sticks out. But I, I think he's a guy that hires really good people and lets them work, trust them. And he really goes above and beyond, I think. I'll go back and use Colin Klein as an example. You know, I, I don't think K-State matched – anything and this is i i don't have any inside information on this but i don't think k-state matched any offers that that colin may have gotten elsewhere but i do think they gave him a pretty good uh bump in pay that i believe they felt like he earned and deserved that makes sense i just think he he's a he's also really good with the the donor base um and i think he you know i talked about those two coaches and and what they see when they look at Gene Taylor and President Linton, but also, you know, I, I think Gene has earned a lot of respect from from K State's new president and and so on. He he just gets it. I guess that's the simplest way to say it. Yeah, well, uh, clearly he does, and and it doesn't hurt that he continues to make really good hires. That obviously helps. <laughs> um, Wyatt, let's go to. Now, as we look at this bye week for K-State, is it's a chance uh, for everyone there to sort of observe the rest of the Big 12. 
it looks like the top four, which would be Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, and Kansas State. Maybe TCU's there. I'm not sure. To me, it looks like kind of a four-horse race. I do think that Kansas deserves to be in that conversation based on what they've done this year. Anybody else there? How do you feel about that group, and and how many teams do you think have a legitimate chance to win this conference this year? Well, I I think you're on that. I would would put TCU uh, and save five, but that's just me. I kind of get it. Uh, both ways there I don't know that they've played their best football but like K-State they had a really good team last year everybody sees that they had to replace some very very significant players in their program including a quarterback that K-State didn't and I think they've done okay I I don't think it's right probably to to not include them at the top of that list at least today We'll see what what it looks like, you know, a couple of two or three weeks down the road. But, I mean, Texas is playing at a different level, I think, at this particular point defensively. To me, that's the thing. Everybody wants to talk about Sark. I get it. They want to talk about Quinn Ewers. I get it. Xavier Worthy, I'm in. But defensively, I I think that's the deal. And they're going to get tested this week. Like, I don't know that they've been tested yet. Kansas offensively is pretty pretty darn good now, and, and I think they have a chance to, to not only be in the game but have a chance to win the game. I'm not saying I'm not predicting that they will win, but I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance either. I, I offensively, well, first of all, they're really well coached. Secondarily, their offensive coordinator is very very good, and when you have a quarterback like that with those guys around him, if they get decent offensive line play, uh, I think they've. <laughs> they're they're a hard out to me that's the matchup of the game in in some ways can their offensive line hang in there against texas's defensive front and then what will what will kansas do defensively those those teams are good um i i, I i'm starting to believe a little bit more on oklahoma i i don't know that i was right yeah. there when it was all said and done in the beginning but numbers don't necessarily lie, and they're playing better defense, and Dylan Gabriel is more consistent, and they're running the ball better than they did a year ago, and they're making a lot less mistakes. You think all of that's pretty accurate? I, yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, this year versus last year, it's not even, it's not even in the not same close. stratosphere. Yeah, no, they, no. If, they, if they play good defense like we think that they should with Venables in charge there, uh, th- I think they're very dangerous. Uh, Oklahoma State's the next team on the schedule. Doesn't seem to be dangerous. We know that's fool's gold when you go on the road. I'm just curious, Wyatt, in your experience around Coach Kleiman, how much of this week does he spend, you know, sort of breaking it down and just working in general, or how much of the extra time off does he typically take to prepare for the next opponent? Like, does he, is he, uh, you know, Andy Reid with the Chiefs we know is great out of a bye week and things like that. Is is Kleiman historically somebody that will spend a little extra time preparing for the next opponent on a week off? Oh, absolutely. I think you have to. Because after this week, as much as, you know, I think we are going to enjoy not playing this weekend and, you know, getting healthy and, and developing those younger guys like we talked about, you play eight straight times and you you got to be ready to roll and I would say that I think the plan was that they would spend at least a couple of days on OSU. That they, with the Friday game, um, we talked about this on the radio show the other night too. That 
you know, basically Sunday of this week will be their Monday. <laughs> so, uh, th- so they've got to work ahead a little bit. You know, OSU has been, you know, probably not what they hoped they would be uh, at this point. Uh, but, but traditionally, K-State has had the dickens of a time winning there. And uh, you've you got to take all of that seriously. I, I think we'll get their best shot when we go down there next Friday, for sure. But, but I'm, I'm going to say, for sure, at least two, two full days you know, prior to what they would consider, quote, game week. And we'll talk more about Oklahoma State, of course, next week with you, Wyatt. But it is uh, it is the extra time. Oklahoma State gets the extra time too, so you know it's yep. um, it's they get that same thing, and they're you know at least experienced in the coaching staff there too. So you never know. All right, Wyatt. Well, uh, you know, hopefully you can enjoy some time off, and you know the the warmer weather, and you're able to get out and have some fun. And boy, we'll we'll be right back at it here next week, and we can all watch and see if Kansas. <laughs> can get it done against Texas and just really, really fascinating game this weekend. It's a monster game for both, isn't it? I mean, there's no, oh, man. no other way around it. It's huge. Yeah. The, Looking the, forward to the that. pressure about, and yeah, impact. 30 games I watch tomorrow, I'll bet you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you and us Looking both, uh, we're junkies. <laughs> we get it. All right, Wyatt. Well, we appreciate it. Let's do this again next week. Yes, sir, partner. Good talking to you, bud. There goes Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Wildcats. Uh, love having him in there. Love his perspective. I'm always curious to hear, you know, I, I think, and we, you know, I, I come from a different spot than really anybody because I didn't grow up and I can come in and, and legitimately have interest and hope for the best for both Kansas and Kansas State and, of course, Wichita State. So I am curious to always see, like, what the other side is looking at, you know, when they watch Kansas. And, and pretty universally, I think uh, I think the thought is that, Yeah, they're for real. We'll see if they can get it done. But the Wildcats, lots of work to get done in their time off. We'll have Wyatt Thompson in next week and, of course, have that K-State Oklahoma State here for you on the home of K-State Athletics KFH. All right, so we have been told uh, that we have some more pairs of Dropkick Murphys tickets, uh, Dropkick Murphy tickets to give away here on the show. So let's do this, Jad. Let's uh, let's give away – a four-pack of tickets right now. So normally we give these away in pairs of two, but now you've got a chance, you know, to take a group of people to see the Dropkick Murphys. So a four-pack of tickets to our first caller right now on the IHOP hotline, Dropkick Murphys here in Wichita. Uh, They are coming October 4th at the Wave. Outdoor stage starts at 7 o'clock with Jesse Ahern and the Interrupters. It's Celtic Rock with the Dropkick Murphys, a four-pack for you right now. First caller during the break. We'll be right back on Sports Daily. NFL Westwood One special broadcast Sunday, Atlanta versus Jacksonville in London. 8 a.m. pregame starts Sunday right here on KFH, as well as live on the Odyssey app. Simply download the Odyssey app and search for KFH at kickoff. Uh, I like those Sunday morning games. Uh, I'm a fan, actually. I know that bugs some people, but but I like it. And I like that Jacksonville has sort of become London's team. Are you going to watch the Toy Story version of the game? Have you seen the promos I'm- for that? Uh, I haven't seen the promos. I, I definitely heard about it, and I'm definitely curious on what that is exactly. Is this a? Is it a? I, I don't even know who has that game. Who has that game? 
What what uh, network I, has that game? I think it's isn't it ESPN Plus? I think. Is oh, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an ESPN Plus it. only game. Yep. And so and then, then they'll doing, have right. Yeah. They're doing the Toy Story alternate broadcast. I'll, um, I'll, I'll I want to see what that is. Like they're so they're going to somehow transform players into Toy yeah, Story characters. It, it'll look like. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, the, the kid's bedroom in Toy Story and have, like, the players look like the toys in real time as the game is going on, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I believe. I want to see it. I'm way interested yeah. in how this will go. I, I don't, you know, the Nickelodeon thing, like, it's fun. Like, get, get kids. I mean, I don't have yeah. any problem with it, and I'm curious to see the technology of it, quite frankly. Uh, so that will happen there. You know, Tommy, you sent me this right before the show. Travis Kelsey, I guess his his ex-girlfriend is now, like, involved and on entertainment tonight. Look, this, this story has been fun, and I predicted most football fans would be over it at, probably by about the end of this game this weekend. I, I was incorrect. I, I think most people, <laughs> myself included here, we're, we're over it. Like, I'm over Has it, it jumped the shark? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm at done. at that point now? Yeah. I'm done. I, I uh, I, it, it goes to the level of, like, fun and cute, and I still think it is those things. And I would imagine that Travis Kelsey underestimated this as maybe even as much as I did, like, all right, now we're to the point where we're at, like, celebrity gossip, and I'm just like, ah, eh, you know, like, ex-girlfriend on, you know, publicly, like, back in the spotlight and whatever. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't have any time for that. Like, I love that the new girlfriend sat up in the booth with Travis Kelsey's mom and, like, the potential awkwardness of that situation because we've all, we've all been there. Like, there was some level of relatability right there at the beginning, and, and now we're, we're, uh, we're exiting that realm. And I don't, I, I, I don't know, Tommy. Like, when I saw Kelsey on his podcast and those clips about this, I feel like he might be in that same boat. Like, yeah, you know, like this. And he said, I did this to myself. But, like, we sa- I said that from the beginning. Like, you're a celebrity in Kansas City, but this is a different, like, this is a different world. And for him, like, he's been on Saturday Night Live. He had his own reality show. He's one of the best football players of all time. Still, not like this. And I would yeah. imagine it's like, man, this this sucks. Now that has nothing to do with whether or not you know he and Taylor Swift are serious or whatever. But 
your buddies are leaking, you know, photos to TMZ, like people within your inner circle. Like, are you really ready for all of that? Because that seems like that would be pretty miserable, actually. Yeah. So if you missed the story, uh, it was I think it was Inside Edition uh, did a story with, I don't know, some girl that he dated. I think she was part of the reality show catching Kelsey back in the day that he was on. uh, And she said that he betrayed him. She called him a narcissist. Um, I mean, come on, like you're coming out of the woodwork seven years later. Uh, and I know why, I mean, it's obviously because he's got all this attention now. Uh, he likes the attention for sure. I mean, you don't have a, you don't have a reality dating show and go on Saturday night. He likes the attention. I don't think there's any question about that. He's always been into that sort of thing, but this is a different level. Like this yep. is something else, all all in of itself. So we'll see. She's supposed to be at the game in New York, which will again. I think it'll be fun one more time, and then for like football people, it's like okay, I, I don't care anymore. Right. But for the Swifties, like it never dies. I don't think if I understand and, and, swiftly. If I understand Swifties correctly, right? I mentioned it yesterday. I mean, this is really, uh, I think, important for NBC for primetime oh, football, yeah. right? Good for them. Because, like I mean, look at the matchup. Like, had it not been for Taylor Swift, like, if NBC could flex out of this game, they probably would have. But uh, now... Don't you, don't, you don't flex out of Patrick Mahomes, though. Like, that's well, the other... I mean, but you do flex out of Zach Wilson. Like, let's be honest. And I know why, obviously, they made it primetime for Mahomes and Rodgers, well, oh and, and now it's all different. So, I mean, I think that knowing, like, it's kind of their saving grace, knowing that they, you know, more than likely are going to get to see Taylor Swift at the game. Jad, you're a Swifty, right? Not exactly. Jad, Jad's not a Swifty. Uh, Jad's not a Swifty. I don't, you know, Swifties are never going to let this go. Like, that's what Travis Kelsey gets to deal with now. Like, now you're never going to be out of their crosshairs, good or bad. So, uh, and there's a lot of them, apparently. More than likely bad. It usually ends bad. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe they'll, you know, have a long and loving relationship and she can become a part of the Chiefs you know, inner circle, which would actually be kind of cool. Like, she'd be the latest celebrity to join in on that uh, with, you know, Paul Rudd and Eric Stone Street and the long list of how does Kansas City have so many amazing comedians? That's what that's what I haven't been able to figure out yet, but it's an impressive list. Of, it's a funny city. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. Congratulations to Tom, by the way, for winning the Dropkick Murphy tickets. Um, we're going to have Paul Savage in. We're going to make some picks next. It gets a little crazy in hour number two on Friday. So let's go ahead and, we'll, and do our hockey and HTO giveaway here. Tommy, uh, give us the hockey details. Yeah, October 20th, the Wichita Thunder home opener in Trust Bank Arena. The Thunder will face the Kansas City Mavericks. We'll give you a pair of tickets to the home opener again, October 20th in Trust Bank Arena for the Thunder. Nothing goes together like hockey and iced tea. That's what I always say. So let's throw in some HTO as well. Two free iced tea cards. Try the new peach cobbler, sweet or unsweet, at either Wichita location, east or west. Or you can get it now in Derby. We'll come back. Paul Savage joins us on Sports Daily. Picks destined to fail. We'll be right back with him. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.